0: Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we're going to have a discussion on suffering. And the question was should we expect suffering? The Bible answers that, doesn't it? I think the Bible's pretty clear. Yeah, we're
1: going to expect suffering. I'm not even going (laughs) to tell them what I told you earlier. (laughs) It's coming you know i like uh that word expectancy uh Mm. expect suffering is kind of your title yeah it is right uh, if we were trying to make people feel good we would just kind of ignore the scriptures and make up all these things and little verses and make people feel good but uh we got we're in a battle people
0: don't want to uh, listen as as a pastor as a shepherd and you know this from all the years It is our job to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And for us to leave out the aspect of suffering for the Christian, it is shameful for the pastor. That's not telling the people.
1: Jesus talked about it. Paul talked about it. Peter talked about it. Jude talked about it. Every author of the new Testament books, every gospel talks a lot about suffering and yet it's just kind of uh i, I the word expectancy i, I just want to camp on that just for a moment as we launch into the scriptures here expectancy you know it's it's a big thing we i say i i want to i want to dismiss my expectancy at the door i just want to be biblical right my expectancy if i expect an easy way and then a hard way comes i'm destroyed mm-hmm. if i expect a hard way and, and a hard way comes, I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. And so the Bible makes it very clear to expect a hard way. Right. That's what happened to Israel. They did all those laps in the wilderness. Why? You could bring it back to this. They expected an easier way. Mm-hmm. And then the question and, Moses. And well, here's the thing. It would have been an easier way if
0: they would have stayed in the pocket with the Lord. Yeah. And the problem with people today, and I'm going to tell you, this is huge and it's all over. We see it all the time. The problem with people today is they expect an easy route, and then when it gets hard, they blame God and bail out
1: mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to say
0: and <laughs> Hey, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And today we're going to talk about, should we expect suffering? And the uh, the obvious answer is yes.
1: And not only expect it, but expect it. I mean, it's coming. And I have cheated and I saw his notes ahead of time. Oh, God has purposes in suffering it does if we look at suffering mm-hmm. in its face at face value oh no but when you right. look at how god allows it he always right. has a purpose and it and it accomplishes something in our lives and when we've got that we say oh wow it wasn't that bad it was awesome and now now look what i know now right. look at what <laughs> i i've gotten stronger and my faith is 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 bolstered i'm gonna tell you Um, with every fight
0: that I've ever had, and unfortunately I've had many with every fight that I've ever had, man, I have come out victorious in the sense, because I'm not going to talk about victorious through the fight or not, but I came out of it, uh, stronger for many reasons Mm -hmm. and, uh, more confident for many reasons. The difference Mm -hmm. between a rookie and a veteran. It really is. Right, and somebody's and, been in battle,
1: and somebody's just in boot camp. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because boot camp, they're still a little delusional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're still intrigued yeah, with the weapons they get coming. to play with. Yeah, yeah, they don't
1: like their drill instructor.
0: <laughs> right. You meanwhile, mean. meanwhile, veterans know where to put the weapons. Yeah. <laughs> well, how the rookie's excited to have one. <laughs>
1: That thing's for a purpose,
0: right? Hey, let's go to the Lord in prayer and then we're going to get started. Dear heavenly father, Lord, we pray your hand upon this podcast, father, that you give us clarity of thought, clarity of speech and father, more than anything, give us clarity of hearing and understanding, Lord, that as we understand your scriptures, that we hide your word in our heart. Lord, so that when things do happen, they do not take us by surprise. Amen. They do not overwhelm us, and Father, more than anything, they don't unseat us from being next to you. Father, we thank you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. All right. So, should we expect suffering? First Peter four twelve says this, and I guess it's about as clear as you can get. And we can actually say Amen and stop the podcast,
1: except for we got to fill time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it answers the question clearly. and Then we'll get into why he yeah. uh, was suffering because that's the part where we really grow. Well, the why helps keep us seated, right? Because we
0: realize that when we come through the fire, we're going to be forged like a sword. You know, uh, listen, you take metal and you make a sword out of it. The, the truth is the first hit that it takes, it bends. But if you forge it in the fire... Then you hit something. Dude, you could even hit steel with it, and it might just ding it. Mm-hmm. But it won't. It, te- it won't
1: tempers it, I think, is the scientific does. term. Yeah. It gets harder. It gets harder, harder, and harder and harder. And more effective. <clears throat> more effective. Absolutely. It'll keep its edge. So you're saying God knows what he's doing? I think he does. I think you're right.
0: And so with that, First Peter 4.12, beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. Do not think it strange. Don't be shocked. Don't be surprised like, oh, I can't believe God is letting me go through this. God is saying, not only am I letting you go through this, but I'm going to temper you. I'm going to forge you. I'm going to strengthen you. Uh, I'm going to equip you to be ready for the next battle, mm-hmm. and I, it's just, there's so much here. But anyway, it says fiery literally comes from the verb uh, pyrase or from pyro,
1: pyro <laughs> right? And that literally means to burn. Just think about that. that those two words, so you say fiery, walk right by mm-hmm. that, but. To burn, <laughs> there's some power there. I like the way you say that. To burn, yeah, because this is a battle that yeah. we're in, and uh, if we think it's going to be a, a bed of roses, uh, then we're, we're, we're not we're not prepared right well
0: and that's the thing right um and look the meaning of this may be metaphorical we we see it in uh first peter 1 7 that the genuine genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire may be found to praise honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, right? So the context is still similar in 4.12, being that that as we're tested, it's like fire forging steel. I mean, it's just going, or fire uh, um, uh, purifying gold mm-hmm. or silver.
1: You're just taking the words right out of my mouth, Johnny. It's yeah. Scary. That's what we're here for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the other thing, too, is uh, Peter had witnessed Persecution, yeah, by fire. He'd been arrested. He well, and he witnessed it with other Christians because he would have been around at the time of the uh, 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 Neroian persecution. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, I have here it says Christians were blamed for the burning of Rome. Some were covered with pitch and used as living torches to light the imperial gardens at night. Peter may have believed that the provincial officials were likely to follow their emperor's example and stake burn Christians in Asia
1: Minor. It was on the radar. Yep. It was something they faced. You know, there's some parallels between them being accused <laughs> falsely in those days, and listen to the political rhetoric that we're Today. getting in our days. Listen, you know why we have
0: so many problems in America? If you listen to mainstream media, it's because of the Christians.
1: Yeah. We're and the, if you listen to Hochul. Horrible ones.
0: Well, and if you listen to Hochul, we're Neanderthals. Uh,
1: for you listening, Hochul's our governor. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Hochul says that we are Neanderthals. Yeah. Christians yeah. are the problem. and Told Christians, us to leave the state. If I y- vote
1: against her, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's for real. I mean, if she had her way. Oh. We're, we're laughing because... And she's supposed to be every all the people's representative, but she's not. She was replaced uh, uh, Como when he was uh, removed from office for his crimes right. and not held accountable for them. They just removed him from office, and I think she's worse. Right. She's arrogant. I think she is. We went from the he-devil to the she-devil. Oh, oh, goodness. Jeez. About five foot and about 100 pounds and full of the devil. Oh, my goodness. Everything that comes out of her mouth is anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-truth. Uh, And uh, so, well, and here,
0: how about this? You know, New York follows California and, you know, they just
1: passed. I think she's trying to lead the way now.
0: Yeah. And they just passed a law last week in California that, um, you can kill a baby up to 28 days after it's born. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dude, that's murder. That is murder, but they call it post birth abortion. How much more evil. Can you be the, the mom now has 30 days a year ago. That was called infanticide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But now the mom has, well, 28 days to decide if she wants to keep the child or not. And if she decides she doesn't want to keep the child, they sacrifice the child to Molech. I mean, they, they kill the child, but ultimately that's what they're doing. They're sacrificing the child Mm -hmm. to
1: Molech. Yeah. Even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. We have uh, made, we make Sodom look like a decent place. We really do. So Listen, for those of us, those of you listening around the country, around the world, you yeah. don't live in New York. It's it's tyrannical here now, <laughs> and the legislations that she has put up—it's not uh, even funny, but it's
0: funny because you just have to. In your mind,
1: you go, "All right, they can't get any more evil," and then bam—we were wrong. They, yeah, yeah. They oh, have I'm a legislation sorry. that went up, it didn't get passed. Uh, to put, uh, she at will could uh, arrest anybody without warrant, put them into uh, detention centers, jails. Right, right. FEMA camps. Hold them, FEMA camps, hold us there. And, of course, the crime is not being vaccinated or the crime is being conservative.
0: Well, uh, yeah, because... political
1: conservative.
0: Because what it comes down to is if you are a hindrance to society, and what she's talking about, if you're hindering the left... The leftist yeah, yeah.
1: agenda. Yeah. And uh, it nearly passed. I know. And then when it did not pass, she... She switched blew, gears she
0: to the health.
1: To, yeah, to the health department <laughs> to enforce it by uh, I know. decree. What do you call it? Uh, gov- mandate. Yeah. And so she's relentless. Well, see, she's representing her father, the devil. The devil. And mm-hmm. so we're not surprised by this, right. but it's it's in our face yeah. in New York. Right. It's, it's real. It's a real battle. And she just... Uh, Told us to leave the state, and because uh, she's she's coming after us. So, mm-hmm. what was happening to those early Christians is starting to happen to us today. Today, yeah. And and what I find interesting is Peter says, "Don't be shocked."
0: Why would he tell them not to be shocked or not to be surprised? Because obviously they were showing being surprised by what was going on. And Peter's like, don't be surprised by this. Why are you surprised? Jesus even told you when he was on the earth, don't be surprised, right? Uh, That we are to uh, expect persecution. And you know, most Christians think, Oh, when I get saved, it's going to be
1: a bowl of cherries. Life's going to be like ice cream every day. And And they don't want to tune in the fact that we have an adversary. The devil mm -hmm. as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. And that seeking literally
0: is like a hunter going hunting, man. He is on
1: purpose. To kill and the more we are committed to christ the bigger target that is right. on our head right
0: and by the way i i love hunting so i'm not minimizing hunt i mean i'm not uh taking hunters down because i think it's a good i think it's yeah a necessary sport one to keep the wildlife under balanced. control yeah it's got to stay balanced but but
1: balanced and healthy
0: yeah and and but that's what satan does he but he doesn't want balance and healthy he just wants dominion yeah dominion destruction and destruction so you know maybe Maybe you have come to Jesus and then when you get, uh, and I've had this happen. People get saved in church and then the next week they tell me, you know, I got, I asked Jesus to be my savior. This has been the worst week of my life. And I go, what'd you expect? <laughs> Uh, you expect? I got fired from
1: my job I invited somebody to church and they right? fired me. Listen, uh, and then I had to sit down and walk them through this process. Yeah, yeah it's, um, we're in a battle now. Yeah. We have an enemy. I just have a couple of thoughts I want to uh, ju- uh, jump in with here in reference to suffering. Uh, in my own experience, my pastoral experience, there are basically three reasons for suffering. Number one, suffering can be because of my own stupidity, Okay and just being unwise and choices. Now, thank you for taking
0: responsibility.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll be the bad guy here. Okay. I'll do the hard part here. Uh, so, you know, that's the easy part to fix, right? If I'm suffering because uh, I'm in sin, man, I can confess that sin and with the strength of the Holy spirit, I repent from that sin and right. then that suffering stops. Mm-hmm. And then even God even redeems that stupidity. Now I can go into the jail, and tell people how dumb I was, right. and how God has fixed it, and gives them hope, and they can turn from their sin and be delivered.
0: Yeah, and you can share how dumb you is. Yes, <laughs> how I can, dumb I is. I can illustrate it.
1: <laughs> right. So that's number one, my own stupidity. Number two, Satan's attacks. We're going to talk a lot more mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, see? yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, God, I think protects us from most of Satan's attacks, but yeah. He does allow some of His attacks to get through. You know, He attacked. Job, that was clearly Satan attacking mm-hmm. him. Oh, yeah. Well, God gave him
0: permission, too. We, we
1: clearly see that, yeah. you know, so which is crazy. Like, why did God give him permission? Because God's going to get great glory from mm-hmm. it someday. But it was and, not fun. And Job was going to mature from it. Yeah. Job said, though he slay me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well I, I, I trust serve. him. Yeah. I'll trust him. So I'll serve we him. can have that the third number one, our own stupidity. Number two, Satan's attacks. Number three, <sighs> It's under God's allowance. People are watching us, John. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you came to New York, when I came to New York years ago, there was no sign. You know, Pastor John and Sherry, welcome to East Greenwich. Yeah. We're so glad you're here. Oh, please tell us about Jesus. We can't wait to hear about our sin. And yeah, We didn't get uh, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> and yet the, the people he does connect us with, uh, they see the sacrifice, the suffering that we go through where we don't have enough money to pay our bills, but we just... Get to our, our Heavenly Father in secret. Yeah. And the bills get paid. And the bills get paid. And the, we're kind of suffering need. We're kind of suffering uh, people attacking us because of our moral values. Right. Uh, you know, we're preaching morality in the midst of Sodom. And so uh, people are watching us. I just read in my Devos this morning uh, Paul said that uh, others see my suffering and they draw strength from me because mm-hmm. he didn't quit. Right. Yeah, I tell people too when when
0: they get saved or they go through stuff and I'll ask, you know, periodically I ask people to share their testimony. Well, why would I ask them to share their testimony? Because people are strengthened when they realize someone else had victory over the junk that that they went through and they go, "Oh, wow, okay. Uh, there's my example. I can hold on. I can hang in. I can And and so it's so important that not only we
1: walk upright and we live this testimony out so people can be strengthened by it. So you open it up and say, does anybody have a testimony, and, and over the course of weeks or months, they so get 100 testimonies. Wouldn't you say about 95 of those testimonies had to do with some kind of suffering yep. that God— Every one of them. Probably probably everyone. Mm-hmm. Something that was a hardship yep. They're over their heads. It, it, it kind of set them back. They were discouraged, but they looked to the Lord. They didn't quit. They kept their hand on the plow. They did the next right thing. Mm-hmm. And then they, it resolved, and it it was it the resolve was fantastic. Right, they learned from it; they're strengthened by it. Others were watching; others were edified, and so they can't keep it in. They got to get it out, and they share a testimony. Yeah. that's all part of this battle. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And listen, I'm going to tell you, uh, as a believer, uh, expectation
0: for suffering. Is guaranteed. You need to expect it. And Jesus tells us, John 15, 18, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Listen, Jesus went through it and he's the Son of God. Paul's admonition to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3:12. Yes, and all who desire all, and all means all, and that's all all means, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution
1: kind of a guarantee isn't it it
0: is a promise mm-hmm. you will it but but here's the contingency um do you live godly i asked you know i'll ask people uh or i'll make the statement um and i had one lady come to me she was like satan never opposes me after i preached a sermon and i went well it's because you live for him why would he oppose you <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: raw <laughs>
0: what what What'd what what should I do? Yeah. She didn't come back to church for two weeks. I bet she got tested, though. I hope she did. Yeah. Eventually, she came back, and then she just sat quietly and listened. But, you know, the reality is, and, and again, I'm not trying to attack
1: her. Well, Satan but wants to neutralize the, us. He wants to shut us down. He wants to shut us up. Yeah. He wants to marginalize us, mm-hmm. and we say, oh, well, we'll just go with the flow. Well, then he probably will leave you alone. Right. Absolutely. He will, because you're already doing what he wants you to do. And the scriptures
0: say... Paul very clearly tells timothy and all who desire to live godly in christ jesus meaning that you know that in christ jesus he clarifies the godly because some people could live godly morally if you will right i mean we can listen we can live out the scriptures by being a moral person But if you live out the scriptures being a moral person, claiming Jesus Christ is the reason, ah, now we just changed everything, right? Mm -hmm. Satan doesn't care if you live morally as long as you're not claiming Jesus Christ or doing it because of him. And here he says, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus, in other words, he's your reason and you let people know it, you will suffer persecution.
1: Mm Kind of like uh, swimming upstream, isn't it? I'm just saying. Anybody could go downstream, even dead fish, amen? (laughs) (laughs) They they go downstream. We're not dead fish. We're living stones. We're lively. We're on fire. We're on mission. We're on purpose. We propagate the gospel. It's why we're here. And and as we do. You're going to suffer. Yeah, it's part of the deal. Yeah. But Paul talked about that suffering a lot. He did. And maybe I'm jumping ahead. And he lived through
0: it. I mean, come on. He lived there. And anyway, hold on a minute.
1: Because don't
0: jump ahead. We're, we'll it's get so there. so bad to jump ahead, Johnny. We're going to get we'll there. Hold back. I know. I, Seatbelt. Seatbelt. <laughs> so John warns us in First John 3.13, and it says this. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. Don't be shocked, Christian, if the world hates you. That's what he's saying. And so, guys... Uh, just because, matter of fact, when you ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, you literally just spit
1: in Satan's face and told him you hated him. Mm-hmm. And he returned the favor.
0: And he returns the favor. <laughs> you know, for Christians, the confrontation with sin in the world often results in suffering. More than more times than not,
1: it will. I'd say it's a guarantee. <clears throat> uh, well, I think the scripture already said that. So. Right?
0: Yeah, suffering is a part of the promised cost. I'm, I'm saying I'm using these words strongly because I want people to go, well, I don't think so. No, no. It is the promised cost of discipleship. Yes, sir. Matthew ten, thirty-eight through thirty-nine, and he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Listen, I'm telling you, it is a promised cost of discipleship. And it's gonna cost you your life. It, whether someone takes it or you give it, it's going to cost. If we look in Matthew 16, 24 and 26, Jesus again says if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And so if you notice in 10, he says it in chapter 16, he says it again. And then in John 12, 24 through 26, it is said again, most assuredly, and that most assuredly literally means truly Truly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, how much more? Truly, truly, I say to you. Listen to me. Here's how it is. It's going to be, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for
1: eternal life. It's a promise. I remember when this actually happened to me soon after I was saved. I was a small-town drug dealer. I go downtown, just one streetlight. Young people gather on the corners. We'd stand there, watch the street light, smoke dope, do all kinds of crazy, stupid stuff. And I'd been doing that for several years. And the cops drive by and kind of give you the evil eye to just drive right by. It never bothered us. And uh, then I got saved, and I went down on the street corner, and uh, I'm straight now, no booze, no alcohol, no (laughs) drugs. I brought my Bible, and I started street preaching, telling these kids they need Jesus, and uh, preaching the gospel on the street corner. Now you're breaking the law. (laughs) The cop stops now. The cop doesn't drive by. He sees me with my Bible. He stops. He gets out of the car. He drives me out of town. That's unlawful assembly. <laughs> it's unlawful. Get out of it. He drove me out of town, and I was, I don't know, he was 18 years old. I'd been saved about six weeks, and I kind of got in his face. I said, I drugs right in front of your face for the last three years. You never stopped. I come down here with the answer to this, and you try to run me out of town. You're going to stand before God one day and give account. I preached to him, and he still drove me out. Of yeah, town. So he but didn't care. He's like, get out. At, at least he didn't arrest me. But how funny is that? I was man? shocked. Like, man, I got the answer. Now I'm a criminal. But that's that's what the scripture yeah. says.
0: Well, it, well, like when you got saved, and then your parents were telling you, well, don't let it change you. It's okay, but don't let it change you. Yeah, don't bring it into this house. Don't bring it. Yeah, and it's like, well, if, if I bring it into this house, I take all the sin out of the house. So it's going to be a better house. No, 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 we don't do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just, listen, I'm going to tell you, though, there is a cost to serving Jesus, and that cost is. is going to be suffering. And Jesus talks about this in Luke 14 28 through 32. He says, For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down and count the cost? Uh, first whether he has enough to finish it lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish all who see it begin to mock him saying this man began to build and was not able to finish or what king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with ten thousand to meet him who comes against him with twenty thousand and it goes on and he says verse 33 so likewise just like all these other ones whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. And so there is a cost and he says, you calculate this cost and then you jump out there. But if you're not willing to pay the price,
1: you're not mine. Oh, that's powerful, dude. dude. You know, going back to that incident where he threw me out of town, <sighs> that did not discourage me in the least. It only fired me up. Yeah, it was a challenge. And the, <laughs> and the people, the kids, yeah, the kids, yeah, the guy inside If we like a challenge. Right. The kids that are there, they they had known me their whole life. They got a lot of dope from me and stuff like that. They knew I was right, mm-hmm. and they kind of felt sorry for me. Like, yeah. yeah, he's a good guy, man, and he's just trying to help us, and they were kind of mad at the cop for, right. for running me out of town. But I slipped back in town often, and it uh, so he 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 just I don't know he wasn't. It's just that it, bad but it, but it's crazy, man. I, it's just crazy. But listen, it didn't I, it it didn't discourage me right at all. Right, and I felt kind of like yeah. fired up by it. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny is. The,
0: that is challenging to me right i'm like, like those challenges i really we? do it's sickening <laughs> it i'm like it's a fight I, yeah i can't do what mm, okay
1: let's see about that it's not a fist fight but it's a fight i kind of like almost any kind of fight uh, like and then, if it comes it comes <laughs> yeah. but we got jesus ha- assisting us in this fight amen <laughs> i'm willing to pull out
0: my sword all right <laughs> whatever it is okay um I, I want you to notice here, though, and even though you know, of course, we're we're presenting you truth and we're having fun as we always do, or at least we try want to. to. Yeah, <laughs> we try to. Uh, I want you to see, though, that Peter's literally bringing this with love, and he's going. He's going. If we we see in First Peter two eleven, beloved. We also see in First Peter four twelve, which is what we started out with. Beloved, Beloved, right and and literally, this is conveying the idea of tenderness and compassion and love and affection and care. And it was it would have been a common word back then, which is agapit agapitos is what it would be agapitos. I'll go with that. And and so it's this deep love that he has. It's not a surface love; it's a deep love. We find it in First uh, Corinthians uh, four fourteen, and it says this. I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved, and this is Paul writing to the church of Corinth, but as my beloved, my agapitas, uh, I warn you as my beloved children, I warn you and first Thessalonians two eight, Paul does it again. So affectionately longing for you. We were well pleased to impart to you, not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you had become dear to us and that, uh, uh, so affectionately and dear, uh, to us literally leads to the agapitas is that deep love. If you look it up in the original Greek. And so again, you know, Peter is trying to reassure his readers of God's, of his and God's unfailing love. Listen, I'm, I'm not saying this because I relish in any of it. I'm saying this because I love you and you need to know
1: the truth. Mm -hmm. I remember early persecution that came to me, uh, summer. I just had gotten saved. And of course I kind of let my faith be known. I, went to the street corner and I, I told people. About that wouldn't Jesus. be kind of you did let your faith be known I, I did. Yeah. So I go down to the ballpark and they're sitting up on the hill, this kid, it was actually the last fist fight I was ever in. The kid's name was Doug Herman and he was a buddy of mine, my younger brother. And and we had been in a fist fight only about six weeks prior to this. And uh, he knew I'd gotten saved. and He's up on the hill mocking me. Oh, here comes Billy Graham. Oh, here comes the new <laughs> Reverend Duke, you know. Which and, was really a compliment. It, but in the the moment it's not I, yeah in yeah. the moment i was humiliated and i i i i wanted to go fight him and i realized that it's i need to turn the other cheek and but people were laughing at, with him at me i was humiliated and i just kind of i left i just walked away right. but it's amazing a year later i'd grown i'd been in the battle a while I'd learned some of these verses that you're teaching here today. And I went back to the park where we, everybody from our town went down. He's sitting up on the same Hill with the same kids. He started mocking me again. This time I didn't walk away. This time I thought, here's my opportunity. So I went right up to him. I said, absolutely. I said, I'm the preacher, man. I'm back in town. What can I do for you? You want to hear about heaven? I can tell you about heaven. Maybe you need to hear about hell. I just got right in his face. I said, Jesus loves you, Doug. And he's coming again. You're not ready. Maybe God brought me here to tell you about it, dude. Right? I got right in his face and he got humiliated. Yeah. And and it, God just turned it all around because the first time I wimped around and they all ganged up with him against me mm-hmm. now i went on the offensive mm-hmm. i didn't back up yeah it isn't, it amazing, isn't it amazing isn't
0: amazing when you have the strength of god with the truth of god and the confrontation of god yeah
1: it was because the event. truth is
0: god's word is very confrontational it is
1: and i i didn't back up i got right in his face right. and he knew i loved him mm-hmm. i wasn't like hey let's fight mm-hmm. he invited me hey it comes the bridge. Said, yes sir what do you want to hear i was kind of responding in his face and all his friends were watching they respected me oh yeah they knew that whatever happened to duke he's off drugs yeah Yeah, you can't you can't argue the obvious and he's not in trouble he's not going he's not going to get busted tonight for selling drugs and so that was a moment in time what's really cool a bunch of those guys that were sitting on the hill have come to Christ. Amen. It didn't happen overnight. Right, but it happened. I just got back yep. from my 50 year high school reunion. Yeah, you did. Four classes were there, and some of those guys were on that hill, got saved, and they're at the reunion, and so we had a pretty good connection. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that neat? Dude, so that stand so up, sweet. stand up for Jesus, yeah. soldiers of the cross.
0: Well, and I, you know, it's like I've had people will come to me and they'll challenge me, you know, uh, about murder, you know? and, or about killing and about this and that. And so then I go, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. You're missing the context of the passage or no, no, you don't understand. This word actually came into our vocabulary in such and such time. And it wasn't in the scripture. It wasn't in the vocabulary of these people back then. And so now as we look at this and we look at it in context and, and I explain it all. And then they just look at me and guess what? the conversation is over
1: (laughs) because they don't know what to do with it. They weren't really seeking. They were just on an attack.
0: Yeah. And then once I fed them the truth, there was no argument for it and Mm -hmm. it just went silent. And so, and that's what we do, right? We are prepared to go to battle and expect to go to battle. Uh, But also when you go in it with the Lord Jesus Christ man, just, just go in with confidence because you have strength with you.
1: And you know, when, when that guy, when he, he kind of drove me away the, the next year, he got silenced, and after that, he never attacked me. Right, ever, right, ever, ever, because I won his respect. Right,
0: yeah. L- listen, believers should never be shocked by persecution, uh, or to think it's strange. As as Peter says, don't don't think it's something strange that's going to come at you, because it is going to come at you. But listen, you can get victory through the persecution. I mean, just because we're persecuted doesn't mean we're victims. Mm-hmm. It, Woo!
1: I love that, Johnny. Say that again.
0: Just because we're persecuted does not mean we are victims. Oh, I love that. The persecution is going to come, and the only way that we become victims is if we
1: victimize ourselves. You know, when the apostles were arrested and beaten, Mm -hmm. they went on their way. victorious (laughs) they weren't victims they were they were excited they got to suffer for his namesake see that in christ right when you make that connection with jesus Mm -hmm. uh you're no longer fearful you're not hiding from the from the persecution you you stand up to it you go you hit it face to face you win their respect you silence them yeah and they uh down the road they just realized that this isn't religion we have. These guys they, they love there's something different. They love God. Mm-hmm. I,
0: well and one of the things too is as we as, as Christians are obedient uh, uh, to the Word of God, and effective in proclaiming the gospel as we should be, right? We understand anim- animosity is going to rise. We we know this. It's, it's going to get up in our face, right, uh, from the unbelievers. But look at Second Corinthians two fifteen through sixteen. I love this passage. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ, mm-hmm. the fragrance, With the apple of His eye, and that fragrance, man, that is that's like walking into Grandma's house when she's baking a apple a, pie. Apple pie.
1: You got my attention, John. Because
0: yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like I, when you I walk can, in, you go,
1: "Ooh, there's Grandma Gladdy. Yeah, yes, you already I, know I'm something already good's salivating. gonna. <laughs>
0: That's right, because you know that fragrance
1: is yeah. something good. Yeah, and I smelled it before, and it's comforting, and yeah, it's good. So yeah. here, for we are to God,
0: the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved, and among those who are perishing. Listen, literally, when we present the gospel and we're bold and we're unapologetic, as much as it is hated at the moment, it
1: literally is a fragrance to those who receive Christ. Wish I'd have known that verse that first time he attacked me. <laughs> <laughs> I just wimped out, man. Verse so six. so sorry for us. I felt like a victim. A little tail went between the legs? I was, I was oh, uh, but the Lord That's lifted right. me up. That's right,
0: redemption a year later. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes fighters gotta go back to the gym. Uh, <laughs> To, to have success over round two I came back i reported when when the bell rang i reported there, duty. there you go right yep uh and and you know even muhammad ali got it he said they they asked him one time when he when he first won the belt they said how does it feel to finally be the champion and he goes oh this fight didn't make me the champion it was all the work i put in the gym that made me the champion
1: when you get knocked down You don't have to be knocked out. Nope. Just get back in the saddle, baby.
0: Verse 16 says to the one, we are aroma of death leading to death. That's to the perishing. Mm -hmm. Get them out of here. That's to the ones that are attacking us. And the reason they're attacking is because when we present truth to them, they're dying, they're perishing, they don't have God. And the Bible says here that that is aroma of death. Our words from Jesus is the smell of death that they get. That's what makes them angry. We're deplorable. (laughs) Yes. And to the other, those who are getting saved, the aroma of life leading to life. That's the apple pie. Mm -hmm. And who is sufficient for these things? And so the scriptures tell us why they attack us, and it's because when, when non-believers have no desire for God or the things of God, and we preach truth and, and God to them, uh, that they smell death and they hate that because it just steps them that
1: much closer to their mortality. If you will, you're dragging a lot of Bible verses into this, John,
0: I told you I was loaded and I don't even know if we're going to get to them all, but man, we're sure enough going to get to what we can get to. Amen. So here in, uh, Second Corinthians four, three, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. First Corinthians one eighteen. for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power, power of, of God. God. Mm-hmm. It's the power of God. I'm telling you when you get the power of God. So for example, um, Sunday in church, I preached, uh, message went a little long. Um, I'm long winded. Listen, I'm, I am an hour. I preach for an hour because you know why? Because I do, (laughs) I'm not going to minimize what anybody else does. I'm just thinking
1: 20 minutes is real difficult to get me. Some people drove 20 miles to get here. 20 minutes is not, I want to get more than that. I want to get,
0: well, and only that, but listen, that hour may be the only
1: uh, bit of God they get the whole week. Let's mm-hmm. just be honest, right? So, anyway, I preached three hours for a football game on Sunday. Get an hour for God's word on on Sunday morning,
0: right? I, so I preach uh, for a little over an hour, and um, I had, I think we had rated right eight first time visitors, and uh, one of the visitors had visited the week prior and came back with his wife this Sunday, and uh, and then. Two of the other ones were first-time visitors. It was him and his wife and uh, another couple. I, I preach. I give the invitation. Those four
1: came forward for salvation, mm-hmm. gave their life to Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. John, you're unapologetic with the Word of God, and you live the gospel. You have a sincerity and uh, a passion that you're representing God. We are not. We don't write the text, right. we deliver it. And the Holy Spirit anoints right. truth to the heart of seekers, and seekers, Jesus right. said, if you seek, you'll find. So somebody loved them, invited them to church, prayed for them, they came, they heard the word of God, and straight up, that's how I try to do it, and I, I think you do it pretty well. And very clear, without apology, and the Spirit takes that and touches people. And they realize I'm encountering God and you can defy that or you can receive that. Yeah. And boy, isn't it sweet when we get to see people respond to the gospel when they quit resisting God
0: life becomes Mm -hmm. such a treasure. And I want you to see that as believers, we need to remember that hardship. Listen, that goes hand in hand to biblical faith. Mark 10:30 says this, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life
1: but many who are first will be last and the last first. This is one of the most important things I've learned about suffering. We have this uh, false balance that it's just not in scripture about all the good works that we do and it'll lift us to heaven. That's not how you go to heaven. Salvation is a gift of God, not of works. Right. So we have this balance. It's not in the Bible, good and evil, and all that we do. But here is a balance. It's clearly in Scripture. I reckon that the sufferings of this present time <laughs> are not worthy to be compared to the glory. Right. Right. Suffering. Not even. Not even worth. The thought You'll is what be he's saying. you so glad for your suffering yeah. someday. And, yeah. you know, you can be kind of glad mm-hmm. for it even now. Right. Uh, so, there, so there is that balance of suffering now, glory then. And so when the suffering comes, I remember at it, it first, I did humble men, I'm a victim. And then I started learning, and that suffering actually fires me up. And that's what Paul said. Therefore, I take pleasure mm-hmm. in my sufferings. I right. take pleasure in my reproaches. Because it just show, It just confirms he's right with God. For when I am. Weak. I'm strong. I'm strong. Yeah. And what Satan meant for evil. God meant for good. Okay. Now, I mean, slow on that response, John. There was that was delay. Reading, I was reading That's John. No excuse. Just that screen is no excuse. <laughs> you were a half second off, bro. I almost lost the point. You got you got the point. Well, yeah. Was, I, I'll give you
0: the point. All right. I'll take that one. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Good recovery. So John, <laughs> John 16:33, Jesus says this. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But, but, be
1: of good Good cheer. cheer. I have overcome the world. There's victory. There's reason. He knows what he's doing. Satan's trying to take you down. God's going to lift you up. People are watching. They're going to see Jesus.
0: Yeah. First Thessalonians 3, 4, Paul told the, the church of Thessalonica, For in fact... In fact, we told you before when we were with you that we would suffer tribulation just as it happened, and you know. You look like you're excited. Dude, I love <laughs> the scriptures, man. I love <sighs> the scriptures. I love it, love it, love it. Uh Second uh, Timothy 3.12, Paul goes on says, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, and I'm just reiterating this verse. I know I've mentioned it, but I'm just telling you again, you will suffer persecution uh, that's going to come from the world and non-believers, which is the world, right? (laughs) So listen, there's reasons though. So one of the reasons which you were talking about earlier is is, uh, mistreatment that comes to believers could be for their testing, right? Or proving their faith. Job 23.10 says this, but he knows that the way he knows the way that I take, when he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. gold. Second Corinthians 1.10, Paul says this: Who delivered us from so great a death, and does deliver us, in whom we trust, that he will still deliver us. Second Timothy three eleven: Persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, in Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all, the Lord delivered me. How about James 1, 3 through 12, but I don't have time for all of this, right? And in verse 7, it says, For let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. That's if he doesn't believe and if he doubts and questions God, right? Verse 9. Let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation, but the rich in his humiliation, because as a flower of the field, he will pass away. For no sooner has the sun risen with a burning heat than its withers, the grass, its flowers fall, and its beautiful appearance perishes. So the rich man also will fade away in his pursuits. And then verse 12 says this, blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those to those who love him. and so listen, even Jesus says, "Blessed is the man who was it say here in, here in twelve endures temptation
1: persecution. You know, Johnny, one of the, the greatest sermon Jesus ever preached, people would say is the Sermon on the Mount, and right up front in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talked almost exclusively about suffering. Blessed are ye when all men shall revile you and speak against you falsely, for so persecuted are they the prophets. So clearly, all the way through the scriptures, when we walk with the Lord, we have a spiritual enemy, but he is with us. You know, those disciples, those early guys are getting arrested. He sent angels to get him out of jail. How cool is that? Think about that. You know, literally sent angels
0: to unlock the jail cells and escort them out not not just open it and say you're free to go no no opened it and escorted
1: them uh, escorted peter right to the to the to the street yeah, and, and then they he goes to the prayer meeting where they were praying for him. Rhoda comes to the door. <laughs> and they're like, he's here, he's here. And they're like, no, God's no, not that big. God's not praying, that good. Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. He's <laughs> like, wait a minute, wait a minute. God answered your prayer. I'm here. So then you know.
0: he walks in, and they look all shocked, like, whoa, God actually answered our prayer.
1: Yeah, That's isn't that so terrible? Funny. We get surprised when God answers our prayer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: It's so funny, but it's so often, too, unfortunately, right? Yeah. Yeah, Listen, guilty. suffering for the righteous. Uh, so not only... Not only prepares us and, and tests us we, and, and uh, proves our faith, but it also does the exact opposite for the lost well not not really not the opposite because it proves their faith as well it 's just that they have a false profession mm-hmm. yes, and so suffering literally will reveal. Uh, where you stand with Christ. And of course, in Matthew 13, 5 through 6, we see it in the parable of the soils. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them, but others fell on good ground and yielded a crop. Some 100 falls, some 60, some 30. And then, of course, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. But The reality is, is that the thorns revealed, right? The sun revealed, the the heat of the day revealed that there was no root in Christ because they withered away immediately. Uh, The thorns is the world, if you will, and the, the world puts a little pressure on them and chokes them right out. And it just, it reveals. Persecution soon reveals a false profession every time Matthew 13 20 and 21 but he who received the seed on stony places this is he who bears the word and immediately receives it with joy yet he has no root and that's what we were talking about uh, he has no root in himself but endures only for a while for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word because of Jesus <clears throat> immediately he stumbles or
1: falls Johnny, this is a huge point. Uh, it It's kind of a mirror. It shows who you really are. Mm-hmm. If you're really in that family of God and the Holy Spirit really is in you and you're really standing for right. Christ, the world sees that right. and Satan sees that and his demons see that and they hate us mm-hmm. and they come at us. And if we're the real deal will stand. Yeah. They went out from among us cause they were not of us. The Bible says if they had been of us, they no doubt would have continued with us. Right. So this is a, I love this point. It's a re- revelation of who we really are. Well, it is. And I will tell
0: you, um, I mean, I've had people that have tried to take that have tried to take me away from the gospel mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, nah, dude, go ahead. And then, then I had to walk away and, I hated it because I loved them, right? Mm-hmm. But they they gave me an ultimatum, which yeah. was bad on their part because uh, you can't give me an ultimatum when it comes to Jesus and expect me to follow you. Not even my wife or my children, right? Like, I mean, you're going to give me an ultimatum that you are Jesus, and okay, you're you're already second. I <laughs> mean, I mean, you're you're second coming out of the gate when it comes to Jesus, and then you're going to give me an ultimatum. All you're going to do is make me prove to you that you're second. Clear decision now it's clear. And you know, I've, and I've had people call me and they're like, uh, Hey, uh, I need some advice, but I need you to leave the Bible out of it.
1: Uh, uh there's
0: nothing left now for me. I, and I told him, I was like, um, I can't leave the Bible out of it because every decision I make is based on scriptures. Mm-hmm. And if you're asking me to give up my power source,
1: I can't help you. Yeah. The word is a lamp to our feet. That's right. When we follow the scriptures, we're, we're in line. Yeah. If we don't follow the scriptures, we're, we're deceived. Absolutely. Hey guys, listen, I just want to
0: tell you that persecution, if it isn't here, it's on its way. If you haven't experienced it and you love Jesus, you will experience it. And experiences of unjust suffering for Christ are not accidental. They are inevitable.
1: Wear it as a badge of honor.
0: Amen and amen. Just like getting kicked off of Facebook for telling the truth. Man, (laughs) celebrate the day. Facebook jail. When you're persecuted for Jesus. Hey, guys, hang in there. Tough times are coming, but so is Jesus. I hope this has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next time, God bless.